What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 141 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by the, the League ty- champion, the type happy, and ever so modest Willie Sailor. Willie, what's going on, man? Feeling pretty good. Feeling, feeling pretty pretty, good? Sh- pretty strong about my fantasy squads. Yeah. Although I'm also feeling pretty horrible about the J. Robinson situation. Right, right. And we are we apologize that we are coming at you a little later than than normal. That was uh, Willie held a a company wide. He, he's putting in this new dress code initiative where we're all required. It's crazy that it's come to this. Um, you have to wear pleated khakis. With penny loafers, um, on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, um, just regular blue dress pants, sweater vests from the months of October until March are are required. So we're we're just going through a lot of changes with the with the evolution of white collar Willie. Well, you are trying to be funny, but let me remind you that last week you wore blue Cliff Keen underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. Fair. Fair. Maybe maybe uh, the Flow Sports um, dress code deserves a little bit of honing. Um, so, yes, enough jokes. Yesterday, um, it, it came out that, that Jay Robinson, and this is not this didn't come as a huge surprise. Just if you followed this story start to finish, it was kind of always known it didn't look too good for Coach Robinson long-term at Minnesota, and he was terminated yesterday by the University of Minnesota. A letter went out from... Mark Coyle, there was a press conference, um, and ultimately the end of, of a legendary era at Minnesota um, with Jay Robinson being fired. Uh, you know, you say those who followed it probably saw it coming for a while. I don't know if we saw it coming. I mean, it trended that way, it appeared that way, but there was also, to me, I don't know, kind of a lack of, a lack of, evidence, a lack of, I don't want to say transparency, but um, I, I think some of us held out hope. Um, yeah. Some of us held out hope in, in the vein that a lot of it was he said, she said. And to be well, honest, to be honest right now, I think it's still he said, she said. Um, what it boils down to is, and, you know, I, we talked to his lawyer and, and he said it was he said, she said stuff. Of course, lawyers going to say that sort of thing. But still, right now, to me, nothing has changed. Like one per, one person, one camp is saying that J. Rob followed protocol, and the other camp is saying that they didn't. Well, I don't, I don't know that that's being necessarily said. I mean, he said, she said, J. Won't or hasn't answered the questions about the drugs, about what happened with them. So I don't know if that's necessarily true. But I think, you know, he, he ultimately lost his job by not following protocol. And I don't, I don't know if that part can really be Disputed. argued that, that Coach Robinson didn't go letter of the law, this is the process, do this, do this. If a kid tells you this, you do this. I think that's where they got Coach Robinson. And it's, which is, it's pretty sad that, that it comes to that. Um, but it's it seems like I don't know if he's a victim of the times is, is the way to way to put it. But you know, would it have happened twenty years ago? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Well, it, the, but the climate would this kind of thing have happened? Would would 
kids be getting yeah. drugs mailed to them. I, 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 I that's know, what I'm talking about. I don't, know if it, I don't know if it would have been mail order, but 20 years ago, you could have. Um, it wouldn't have been surprising if somebody was selling a little, selling some dope. Right. And the coach found out about it and was like, "Hey, knock this crap off." Right. And, and handled it in house, and nothing would ever happen. Right, and and in this instance, that's not what happened. It was apparently rampant. You know, fourteen kids um, seem like involved in. And you know, that's that's another thing that it's like you feel for Coach Robinson, um, that for his career not to end on his own terms, considering all the good he's done. Um, but when it's fourteen guys, you, if that happens, if it's true, fourteen guys with not just drug problems but selling drugs. Aren't there is a, a charge to a head coach to you got to know what's going on within your program, right? You um, can't get blindsided by a drug ring, theoretically, right? I mean, I don't. How was he? How was one supposed to know that that's going on? I I don't know. I mean, he was like, this is what this is what I don't get, right? So he's noticing a couple kids, like, yeah, this is weird. And then he hears, hey, there there might be this problem, and then he gets them all together, right? He gets them all together. What? In the hell is going on, guys? What are you? What's going on here? All right, let's handle this. And he did handle it. Right, right. But ultimately, in a way that that led to is now th there's a discrepancy too. Like, so the the original statement and the re the the reason that the, the line that made everybody go, oh, Jay Robinson's trying to handle it in-house and, and, and keep his guys safe, and maybe that's not the thing to do. The key line there months and months ago in an article was that Jay had promised quote-unquote amnesty. Which he can't do. Now, here's, the, here's the, the tricky part, though. Was Jay Robinson saying, you bring in, you confess, I'll give you amnesty on the team? Or was Jay Robinson saying... If you go into this program that University of Minnesota has, they give you amnesty because that is true. Well, they give you amnesty. Um, no, and not, not amnesty from selling drugs. Uh, I, number one, I don't think that J. Rob was saying that. I don't think that well, J. Rob was saying anybody that does. If you're selling, you get amnesty. Number two is, the university did give him amnesty. That is what to is. this <laughs> freaking point, right? I mean. The University of Minnesota is coming down on Jay Robinson for not following protocol, protecting their athletes, um, handling it in-house, but yet Jay Rob gets fired and the documents that come out completely protect the athletes. So Jay Rob gets fired for protecting athletes, allegedly, but the university continues to Protect the athletes. Look at all these documents. Look at all. Oh, J-Rob won't answer questions. J-Rob won't do this. J-Rob won't do that. What are you doing, University of Minnesota? Because all the reports that come out for months and months have had all these kids' names blacked out. Yeah. So who's protecting whom? Yeah. J-Rob gets fired. The kids that were selling freaking drugs keep their scholarships, stay on the team. Well, we don't know scholarships. That's speculation. Uh, you don't I, know that. I mean, you don't. You don't know that. Um, but to to the point. To your point. Okay, 
selling drugs is a big deal, and you covering them up or not covering them up, Jay Robinson, that is a huge problem because selling drugs is a huge problem. And all these kids are on the team. All their names are redacted. These aren't 14-year-old kids. These are adults who made a decision to be drug dealers. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. They're drug dealers. They're dealing drugs. They're on the team right now. A kid brings Who's in. Who's been kicked off the team? A kid. A, a kid brings in. He's selling drugs. He brings in fifteen hundred pills. Jay Robinson gets fired. The kid gets told, "Hey, don't do it again." Hey, are you freaking kidding me? You're down to half a, half a scally now. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh, I, I mean, that's what is the the ironic thing. I don't know. if Ironic is the word, but the thing that's so sad is like, you, you kind of got maybe. Maybe Jay had to go. Maybe it just had to happen, and, and there's just no reconciling this. But it, it just doesn't seem right that this guy is going down trying to defend his athletes, and it's an athlete that kind of blows a whistle on the whole thing. Yeah, that's that, another. That, so the, an athlete rats him out. I don't care what you. I, I don't care how you feel about it, but that's cowardly thing. Yeah, a guy. A guy does it. I don't. I'm not trying to be a tough guy here and say, oh, you know, uh, snitches. You know, I don't like snitches. You stab somebody in the back. Yeah. And so for, for all the wrong that happened, it feels like the, the parties that truly did wrong, that made horrible decisions. And I don't know. And here's what I don't get. Why didn't he just kick those kids off the team? Get the poison out. Well, one of them he did. Let's be honest. Let, let's just say. Well, it's, what, not even, it's not even protected anymore. It's, Jack Bass is out Let's there. just say what it is. Jack Bass was a cancer. Yeah. Jack Bass was a cancer, and Jack Bass was a cancer in high school, and that's why it was surprising for any team to even let him on the roster. He gets kicked off of the team in the first semester and then continues to ship pills to the team, okay? So then when J-Rob finds out about all of it, or finds out that it is, this is going on, and it is documented that they, they brought the pills in, and J-Rob goes, oh, my God, I didn't <laughs> yeah. I thought you guys were selling a couple of pills. Not fifteen hundred freaking pills on my desk. Right, right. So then, then Jay says, "Okay, we got a problem. Let's get these kids drug tested." That's not. Well, I don't think that's quite the timeline. Okay, uh, timeline is one thing. Okay, not not. J Rob is in hot water. J Rob got fired for not doing things procedurally. Procedurally, okay. It doesn't mean he's an animal. It doesn't no. mean right. Uh, He's got he got fired for not following procedure, but he did handle it. His guys got drug tested. All his guys got drug tested. He had kicked Jack Bass off long before. Um and and so he gets canned and the kids that were horrible mm -hmm. still there. They're still there. All good. All good, no problem. I, I don't know. You know, and there's spec. I don't want to run wild with speculation on names, but th there's some names you can, without a lot of leaps, tie to this. But we're not going to do that here, not right I, now. At know, least. But it's, it's just, it's just disappointing to see it. This is how it goes down. I think it's highly kids. disappointing. I think it's highly disappointing and frustrating that the University of Minnesota will fire J. Rob and then disseminate all this information about why they fired him and justification for firing him and black out the names of the true of the true perpetrators. And why is why is wrestler X being protected? And maybe it is something where they it could be a legal thing. They're not allowed to put the name in there, but they don't have to have the kid in the school. The kid doesn't have to be a student there anymore. There you, you go. Know? 
Um, so the the black owl of the names, maybe that's something they have to do or they get sued. I don't know. But they, they don't have to be on the team. And I don't know. It, it's – the thing is why, – why, why can't they – I mean – Baylor released the name of their perpetrators. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they can. I don't know why they're not. I'm speculating as to maybe reasons they can't or haven't. But they should. I think we agree with that. Um, I, I think what's also important here is that everyone can say, man, this tarnishes his legacy. This tarnishes it. It doesn't have to. It does, you don't – I mean – does it really change a, a lot that you don't you don't help people for thirty years or more and, and serve our country and do the things that Jay Robinson does and then you don't follow procedure one time and you had some bad seeds on your team you had some bad seeds on the team okay that was his crime and they tried to protect them right these that's kids, not his legacy right that, to me his legacy is not tarnished at all to me. What he did, if maybe he didn't follow procedure, but he was protecting his athletes. He was protecting. He was protecting kids from ruining their lives, for, or for, from getting their lives derailed. Right. And in the end, he's fired. They're still on the team. And one of those, one of those guys, made anonymous. Uh, turned uh, turned an anonymous letter. And got him canned, and got him in trouble. Yeah. To me, to me, it's valiant what he did. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say valiant or, or you know, prop it up anymore. I think it was. I think it was a mistake. But maybe it was a mistake. Maybe if I don't know if he, if he had to do over. Um, that's what I, I, I don't know if he had to, if he had to do over if he would do uh, things different or if he wouldn't have done things different, but. To say it tarnishes his legacy is ridiculous yeah. in my book. Yeah, I, I think legacy is defined in and what, let's, what you did for let's 30 years. Let's be freaking honest here. Let's be freaking honest about the situation in Minnesota, okay? And let's be freaking honest about Minnesota's AD, who held the witch hunt in Syracuse as well. Jay Robinson has been very vocal. He has been very vocal and maybe a little polarizing, at Minnesota, he's he says what's on his mind. He fights for his program. He fights for the sport of wrestling itself. Um, and he was very vocal about Title Nine crap, about Title Nine crap nationally, Title Nine crap at his university. But long story short, he has ruffled some feathers. He made enemies at Minnesota. He had ruffled some feathers. There were some people at Minnesota that didn't like him, and now something comes up. Got him. Got him. Yeah. And that's, and that's you know, that's part of the deal. You know, Coach Robinson, he's an honest guy. He does it. And to the end, he would not – he's still not giving up names. He's not giving up really much information at all. He's, he is – and that's probably what cost him his job, his lack of – they, they cited this a lot, that he just – he didn't cooperate with them. He didn't answer their questions. They asked, well, okay, who was it? Well, I'm not saying – Okay, well, wh what about the drugs? Did you get drugs? Well, I'm not saying. Like he, you know, he's a he's a ride or die, as the kids well, say. Well, you know, he went down with the ship. Yeah, yeah. So now, my my concern is that does this does this turn into a lawsuit, a long drawn out thing? A lot of, a lot of people think Jay is going to sue Minnesota. Isn't it really? It, you know, 
beyond the firing, isn't it really interesting that there was a statement a while ago that there's been you know speculation. Well, will they fire Jay or will they buy him out? And and oh, they can't really fire him because criminal charges weren't pressed. And if they do fire him, they're going to face a lawsuit, which will be expensive. They'll probably just buy him out. They'll probably sign a confidentiality agreement and they'll split ways. Right. He wouldn't sign the buyout. That didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. That didn't happen. So, I don't know. Who who knows what's to come next? Yeah, and I just part of my thing is I I don't want I, I don't want Jay to get in further trouble, right? Like, what what if this lawsuit goes well, down and and it's like he destroyed pills? That's obstruction of justice. Well, the, now you're charged with a felony. The the police department, right? They said there's. There's no evidence. There's there's not enough there to charge him. Well, yeah. I don't know if they revisit that. Yeah. But if they can't, well, I feel like him. Jay's gonna have to answer those questions at some point. If you're gonna sue him, aren't they gonna make it? I don't know anything about the law, so uh, I wonder. You know, yeah, I don't know either. Like, what if? Is that is that 100 percent confirmed? He wouldn't sign the buyout. No, that's not. I I believe I someone just told me that. Cause I don't know. I don't know why you would not sign the buyout, but still feel like you have grounds to sue. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what they know? they didn't buy him out. They fired him. Right. 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 So, uh, it's uh, there's a lot of questions that beyond that. So, Minnesota's named Brandon Egum the interim coach. He's a longtime assistant there. Minnesota alum. Also odd, in my opinion. It is odd because. Well, the crime or not crime, but the 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 mistake that Jay made was maybe, hey, you don't know what's go- happening on your team, you don't know that this 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 happened. Now Minnesota doesn't come out and say that, but that's kind of like the optics of it. Like you got fourteen of what your thirty some guys on your team are either using or selling drugs. Okay, that's a problem. You need to know that. Well, the same also is theoretically true for the the coaching staff there, unless Jay insulated himself. And those guys in such a way that they are just completely absolved of this. And, I mean, I'll say I like Brandon Eggum. Eggum's cool. Dude, I like him. and For sure. And I think he could make a good coach. And the and he has an awesome, excellent relationship with the, with the community and the people in Minnesota. Um, but I don't, I don't think I've ever seen – it's hard to convince me that he didn't know anything. And um, – I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that would work, right? How how would you go to work every day? And and you know something, Christian Piles. I work with you every day. I'm doing this radio show, mm-hmm. but I don't know something about flow sports that that you know. Yeah, it doesn't come up. Right. That 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 half our team is has drug issues. And that's what I'm. They saying. have a they have a team meeting where the whole team's there. They send, and then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know. So maybe maybe it's just the point. Maybe unless it was Jay, just stuff beyond that. Unless Jay insulated him. That's what I'm saying. Unless Jay was like, I ain't getting Brandon Brandon's gonna be protected from this. Either one, Jay insulated, or two, they're not really worried that fourteen guys were involved. They don't they're not worried that there was drug dealing. Maybe that's the problem. Minnesota doesn't actually care. Yeah. They don't care the kids are selling drugs. The school All don't they- care. They just wanted to get rid of J-Rob for doing step number four before step number three. Right. So they're, they're not worried about drug dealing. That's cool. You know, just make sure eh, you, kids can, do stuff. Can you do the paperwork properly, please, Jay? Can yeah. you can you dot the I's and cross the T's um, properly? That's what they're mad at. So maybe, you know, 
based on what Minnesota seems to care about or get upset with, you know what? Brandon Agam maybe is scot free because he didn't ha- he wasn't charged with reporting. He wasn't it wasn't his job to report this stuff or to fill out the paperwork or do X, Y, and mm-hmm. Z. And for that reason, he is absolved. And, and Minnesota doesn't care um, as long as you follow procedure. Yeah, Brandon just follow Brandon Negum never Brandon Negum never got into arguments with the administration. administration. Brandon Negum never stood on a podium and and. Um, Talked about Title Nine. Brandon Agum never, um, you know, he he didn't he didn't ruffle feathers. He didn't he didn't run wrestling camps that made a lot of money that maybe the university wanted to take a chunk of. Right. Uh, so. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Now he's named interim, and maybe that's a thing that, that will go through this year, and they'll open it up, or maybe he'll just be he'll just be the guy. And I don't, I don't have any intel as to what I don't either. they're going to do. A lot of late-season coaching changes. Holy crap. I I think he's going to stay on. I think he's just – this will be the guy moving forward. That's my guess just based on – Yeah, Minnesota, I mean, I don't know. Typically, it's a it's a close-knit type of thing. I mean, Agam's big in the community. Let's like I said, great relationships, great uh, admiration from the people in Minnesota. If if let's say let's say in March Jay Robinson said I'm retiring this is it, Brandon Egum would be on the short list for coaches to replace sure. Jay and probably the front runner to take it. So it's not a stretch that that Brandon Egum would get the job. This is not like a, you know, a, a Northwestern where you're just the highest ranked guy left mm-hmm. and we we got to have someone. Um, this I I think he's a legitimate, legitimate guy. So. I, now, I guess there's more fallout. I guess maybe with the team. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Maybe they're gonna make. What them, about the team? Maybe they're gonna miss the UNI Open. I'll show them. You're out. Hey guys, Daktronics, yeah. kiss it goodbye. Yeah, that's the punishment. No Bison Open for you. That's, that's the punishment. Drug dealers. See, we come down hard on these kids. Yep, we did. We did what we had Came to do. We, we made the tough decisions. We made the hard. No decisions. South Dakota State Open for you, Gophers. Sorry, sorry guys. We're, hey, we're on a tight ship here. So who knows what's going to happen with that? We're being sarcastic as humanly possible right now because it's ridiculous that these guys are just going to, eh, let's wrestle, you know? I don't know. Maybe maybe there's more to come. Maybe they're like, maybe step one was, okay, take care of Jay. Step two will be, let's clean up. But yeah, right we have now. Some, we have some problems with our program. There's 14 kids selling or using prescription pills. Let's get rid of Jay, and everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good plan, guys. Good plan. Oh, anything else? What? Where else? Do well, we what go? Is, There's uh, more. Let's talk about the team. I mean, I guess it's tough to it's tough to talk about the lineup and the team when the names names weren't released. Um, mm. We don't know if anybody's sitting out or how long they're sitting out or how it affects. The lineup, so I guess we can't really talk about it. We can talk. About, well, we don't know anything. For all we know, they're all gonna be there. So let's just operate under the assumption that yeah, they're all there. Because they're all there. Who's not there? They're all there. Um, and and I was told fourteen will be suspended. Well, suspended ain't off the team. Suspended's not major punishment. Suspended's like whatever. So we can assume everyone will be there eventually. So one twenty-five. I have to figure Ethan Lezak will be the guy. Um, Thirty-three. I don't know who they're gonna who they're gonna go with. Um, Forty-one. Tommy Thorne. Forty-nine. Jake Short. Fifty-seven. Uh, Freddie Stroker. Sixty-five. Larry Early. I think seventy-four. 
I don't know who they'll have there. Maybe Juan Zek. Then 84, I'm not sure. 97, far, and then Krell's at heavy. So this could be a good team. Really good They're team. They're going to be solid. There's a lot of talent there. Um, really good team. Young. Extremely young. But I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard It's hard to say what, what this season's going to look like for Minnesota at from this point right now. Um, but did they did they say did anybody say the the um, administration release any statement that further punishment is coming for the athletes or the athletes um, you know any anything that anything's no. forthcoming no I haven't I haven't seen anything to that effect of course I didn't get to watch the live stream of the thing because it was a live stream of something that happened like a couple months ago that the Star Tribune put up so we tried to watch and I didn't I scouring articles. I didn't see anything that said, you know, yeah. more to come. Let me here. let me clarify too. I I'm not out. I'm not out to see these kids' lives ruined. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I hope to see the, the the people that were selling drugs. I I, I don't. I'm, I don't hope they lose their scholarship. I don't hope they get kicked off. I don't hope they get suspended. I don't hope they go to jail or face right. criminal charges. What I'm saying is, you. To me, you fire a guy that's given his passion and, and and everything to the sport and to the University of Minnesota, and then the other guys that really caused the problem get off scot-free. I don't want to see anybody get in trouble. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody get in trouble. It's just on the on the continuum of, of morality, okay, the, the, the drug dealing and the selling and the using, that's over here. Yeah. And then right here we're in this nebulous kind of gray area for what J-Rob did, okay? Yeah. And one, hey, here's here's some. It's it's gear day. Get your get your stuff, man. Get ready for the upcoming season. And the other guy, thanks, thirty year legend. Hit kick, uh, you know, eat yeah, bricks later. Deuces. Thanks. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. So it's just, it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal all around. This is not a good. This is not a good day or a good thing for wrestling. Period. Why did someone rat him out? Weird. Weird. Why what, did, what, was what? that a personal thing? Was that a? It had to be. Was that a? Was that a personal thing against Jay, or was that a personal thing against? All right, this wrestler did this. He's my way to a starting job. He's it's, the. I don't. Or I just don't like this guy. It's been a while since I read that, and I, I read it several times. But I recall the language of that ethics point anonymous letter to be rather accusatory. Right. It wasn't just like. Hey, you should maybe look into this. There's some stuff going on. It was, it was. Jay's doing bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, um, you know, there was, whoever wrote it, was mad about something. Extremely. They wanted to, wanted there to be problems. Right. All right. Transitioning here. Um, Junior Worlds last week. Cadet Worlds is coming up this week. They had the UWW Congress. Um. Sounds just about as functional as the United <laughs> States Congress, based on on the changes or lack thereof that that occurred there, and we we have not been shy about Mamiashvili, yeah. and we've been talking about this for a year probably on yeah. here, okay, and the guy punches a woman twice, slaps punches whatever, f- harms a woman, a Russian wrestler. Not that it really matters that it's a Russian wrestler, just a, another human being or woman. That, especially a woman. Yeah, you get, you get Russian punches someone. Yeah, that's they're a little crazy in Russia, and uh, 
And it's bad, but not surprising. Russian punches a woman? A Russian dude punches... I mean, any dude punching a woman. I don't... Yeah, you know, exactly. Ray Rice. I don't care. Right. Whoever. Uh, we got problems. Big problems. Especially when said puncher has a rap sheet. Yay long. Yeah. So, Mamiashvili... So, so they have this Congress, and you're anticipating... So, I mean... Even people that were there in the lead up, the few days before the Congress, they were like, man, this is going to be interesting. There's going to be some changes made. I don't know what changes will be made, but it's going to be an interesting meeting. Nothing happened. The, the optics, the, the fact that the, the optics alone, maybe, maybe Mikhail Mamish really didn't hit that lady twice in the face. Maybe, maybe he did. The optics alone that this was an, uh, an international story that was picked up by so many outlets, the fact that that would happen, and th- this guy is allowed to remain in a leadership position. He shouldn't have, like, <laughs> we've been saying it forever. He shouldn't have been, what, when, when was the, when was the kicked out of the Olympics thing? Was that 15? I was like thir- uh, 13. That was 13? February. And then they changed, they changed from FILA to United World Wrestling. Uh-huh. We're we, new. We're we, different. We said it. We said it then. We said it then. Well, hey, they're doing good things. They're changing. They're trying to change perception. They're making better rules. They're making, you know, trying to clean up things. Um, but yet they still let this guy that everybody knows is not on the level. Mm-hmm. He's in. And it was told to me, like, it was told to me that this is the way it was worded. There's no mechanism to get him removed. That's what I was told. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. You you have to so, have So what you're saying is there's no power to remove somebody that shouldn't be on there? There's no power for that. He was elected Could could he go to jail he, and operate from prison? He's not up for re-election. He's not up. He doesn't lose his spot till 2018. Mamishvili. He doesn't lose a spot for 2018. And that's, so, but so he could what get reelected in 2018, he right? He could get reelected. So Four more the years. The way it's explained to me, 2018 is two more years. Well, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. The way it's explained to me is that the only way for him to lose his position is for him to get outvoted at the next election in 2018. But there, there should be a thing in place where if you are unscrupulous – if you do things that are not in line with the UWW mission and and values, i.e., th- punching a woman, that you're canned. Um, yeah, that's the way it was worded to me. There is no mechanism in place to remove a a bureau member, a board member, an officer, whatever. So, so that's that's so disappointing to me. Because they, okay, so they're very aware of the perception around them, or at least you would think. You there know? was a there was a mechanism to remove Martinetti. Yeah, what was that? I, what was that mechanism? Can we fire that one up, or did that go away when we got when we changed the name to United World Wrestling from from FILA? I don't know, but I, I so bizarre. I just don't understand how an organization that's concerned with perception and concerned with their pre their past cannot have this happen. And not make something happen or figure something out or create a law or whatever. I don't know. That that you have this possibility. Well, it's also <laughs> – also the funny thing is that in these 
UWW is largely, I mean, they di- it's a group of dignitaries, right? It's a group of rich people. Yes. Right? It's a group of rich people that basically always get what they want and always do what they want. Yes. So do not tell me that there has to be this process and procedure to properly remove somebody. It's basically lawlessness. This organization, right? You can get in a room and just be like, Mommy's feeling you're out, dude. Stop showing You're out. Up. Quick, I, there, come there, to our wrestling there, there's, there's no legal ramifications for us to escort you out of the building. You're out. Yeah. Don't tell me there's no mechanism because you just do what you want anyway. Yeah. Was there a, was there a mechanism in place? Was there a mechanism in place to um, when coaches strip on the mat to ban them for one year? Is that is that that there was in the bylaws? Mechanism. There was a bylaw in that. Actually, in the UWW handbook, it says stripping coaches will be banned for one year. No, it doesn't. You 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 read and react. The sad thing, how sad is that? That coaches that were so exasperated and so hurt, and we laugh we laugh at these naked, over heavy set Mongolian men in their protest. But how sad is it that they their exasperation and protest? is so quickly dealt with. But the very corruption that brought them to that point, the match fixing that went on and is known by United World Wrestling leadership, that that's happening, and they'll say, Ian, let's, we don't have the mechanism for that. And but let's, let's, clear, get, let's kick these Mongolian coaches out. Let's be clear, too. I don't think Mongolia reacts that way if it was a single incident. They react that way... Because they're fed up with years of everybody knows what just ma- happened. There's max fi- max match fixing, and a little side note too. And I'm not trying to. I'm not. This is a cultural thing. I'm not trying to um, expunge. You know, I'm not trying to let the Mongolian coaches off the hook. But several people told me over there uh, when I was in France that that is a that is a thing that Mongolians do. Right. Like like. If you rob them. If you rob them, what they do is, or if you rob them or you cheat them, they take off their shirt and they're like, oh, you're going to cheat me? Okay, you need it more than I do. Take everything. Take everything from me. Here you go. I'll give you what you need. Yeah. You want the shirt off my back? You want the, you know, here's my food. Here's my money. Here, take all my money. You're going to cheat me? Yeah. It's, it's a cultural thing they do right. over there. Right. And so I'm not trying to say it's justified that they run around naked, um, but- I can't believe punishable. there's any punishment at all for that. I mean, maybe red card them, right? Get them out. Okay, they can't right. coach the Olympics. Maybe they get fined. Maybe they can't coach at an event for a year. But their athletes cannot participate what in does, events. What does a junior world athlete have to do with a senior level coach and his behavior? Are you going at the to junior Olympics? worlds? No, our, our coaches got kicked out of the Olympics, so we can't wrestle. Yeah. What in what world does that make? In what sense? world does How that do you make just, sense? Just say it out loud. Coaches at the Olympics. Take off their clothes. The entire country can't wrestle for a year. Uh, every for age, what? Uh, every age level. You've got match fixing. You got guys taking paychecks to lose matches. Mongolia is a, a very up and coming nation in in, in, wrestling. in wrestling, and it's and they put a lot of time, effort, money, resources into developing world level wrestlers, and they are an important part of the fabric of world wrestling we need um the the world is a better place wrestling is a better place when nations are competitive all over the place and now because 
their guy was robbed and they acted out of the out of pocket their whole nation is banned from competing uh but but mommy's really cool he'll be sidelined the whole at every event he's fine he was there at junior worlds you got a sick selfie with him yeah well i mean and it's mommy's really is not the only one there's other gangsters in in our midst okay including the uzbek right so we're just allowing this it's just like i we i have tried to have this Glass half full, glass half full. UWW, it's changing, it's changing. Maybe I'm just telling myself because I love the sport. I just want to believe the best of people and organizations because wrestling can win. I know it. Well, uh, from you know, from our roots, Christian, we're wrestling fans, right? Yeah. From, from our roots, we're wrestling fans. What? The reason you do this job, the reason I do this job, the reason that we followed the sport passionately before we, there, there, we ever thought we'd work for Flow Wrestling. It's because we like wrestling. We like wrestling matches. And to that end, I think I think the product on the mat is improved. Yeah. The product on the mat is Inarguable. improved. Inarguable. The, the rules, uh, I mean, wrestling just keeps getting better. The athleticism, the strategy, the technique, the rules, the presentation of events, the, down to the mat, um, down to the, yeah. the referee's uniform. But... It's the politics. The ones that seem so simple. Hey, here's a, here's a radical notion. Don't have refs that are cheaters. Yeah. Don't have the guys that are responsible for making sure the rules are enforced actually be cheating criminals. Yeah. Okay? And, and item two, don't have vice presidents and leaders of your organization be corrupt, woman-beating, cheating mobsters. Okay? That, that would maybe be the second thing I address. And it's just none of it happens. It doesn't happen. And I'm starting to think, you would think, after what just happened in the Olympics. I mean, wrestling, I'll say it. it we took a step back for, for what happened. We didn't have a, a, a great story. Our one great story, NBC didn't do anything with it. But everyone picked up the Mongolians cheating. And everyone saw you know, the match fixing going on. And, we're, and what was done about it, some referees were escorted out after they already cheated Franklin Gomez. After they already cheated Gansrig, you escort. What good does that do? After they already cheated Rezzy Danny, And then what was the follow-up after that? How did this happen that there's cheating going on? You don't even want to address that. Yeah. How do you... They know the perpetrators. They know who's buying matches. They know. Were there... There were no statements. There were no statements. If... If... <laughs> If the manager of uh, uh, of the L.A. Dodgers was fixing games, he'd be on every newspaper. He'd be banned. There'd be whole stories about it. At the Olympics, there's match fixing. There's people buying stuff. Nah, no investigation, no reports, no um, statements. It's just a micro. I mean, is UWW just a microcosm of the IOC? Just a bunch of political one percenter types that just do what they want and it's just all about the just being a part of something well yeah fancy a, i mean in, um if you look at it it's it's a country club yeah you know that you got guys go to country club they play they play poker in the back room and uh whatever they you know whatever they want to do yeah it's their it's their it's their toy i know i'm the ugly american here but can we just be in charge of everything seriously can we just put you know uh, some american leadership put 
put our best guys out there. Put, you know, whoever. A wrestling coach could I do mean, it. I uh, mean, to paint a picture, this is how much... How much do the leadership at UWW care about wrestling, and how much do they care about socializing and, um, you know, just being in power? Let's paint a picture here. Oh, they I have this Congress. Saying. They have these congress. They have these bureau meetings. They're during the wrestling. They're during. There's people wrestling. The finals. The junior world championships are going on. The junior world championships are going on. These dudes get in a room. Hey, you know what would be a good time to have this? While there's wrestling going on, we'll get in a room in an adjacent building and we'll talk about some stuff. Not just during the wrestling, but during the finals. And there is like a three to four hour break between sessions. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole thing, it's crazy. It's like, let's do it during the finals. And, and another thing, too, is that the Junior World Championship. Some real diehards. Yeah, real diehards. They're interested in the sport. Uh-huh. They're, another interesting t- thing, too, is that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The Junior World Championships were going on all week, and I was there every second. I was in the arena every freaking second. Right. When the when the bureau meeting was when when the Congress and the Congress meeting, uh, you saw people you never saw before outside. These dudes just showed up for a two hour meeting. <laughs> I was like, man, I've been here for ten days. You haven't been here one second. You just showed up in a limo, for real, a limo. You just showed up in a limo in a suit and tie and walked into this meeting and you'll walk back out, get in a limo, get on your plane and go home. You have no interest in this. Where were you this whole week? Your wrestling leadership. This is the junior world championships. It's not some second rate thing. It's one of the three or four toughest tournaments. I mean, in the and world, even probably. if even if, you know, you're on the bureau or you're the president of this federation. And you might not go for the whole thing. You might not go for all of Junior Worlds. But these guys were literally sure. showing up for the meeting and bouncing. Deuces. I mean, how about you come for the last three days and go watch wrestling and go see, you know, go see how the presentation is? Uh, um, Are you ha- concerned? Maybe you'll, you'll see something. Oh, we should do this remember, a little different. Yeah, remember, because that last event that we had, the Olympics. The Olympic Games. Was a complete disaster. Yeah, that was bad. How about you go to Junior's? And say, well, let's see if they made changes. Let's see if we're progressing. Let's see if this is cleaned up. Nah, we'll just we'll just hit that buffet. Hit that buffet at the at the meeting. We'll talk a few things. Nothing will change. We'll shake hands with our buddies and we'll bounce later. Some real diehards, bleeding passion there for UWW leadership. It's sad. It's sad to take such a cynical point of view, but they've truly left us no other options. What else can you say? And all, all I can be thankful for is that at least I didn't see the corruption trickle into the junior worlds, you know? And did we talk about this yesterday that the officiating was like... Officiating Yeah, was we good. already talked about that, so I don't want to re- rehash that. But it was great. And um, hopefully Cadet Worlds, which is coming up next, will be similar. What, um, what was your takeaways on the USA performance? I know we talked about it a little bit on Tuesday, but then... You know, Nomad wrote, did some yeah. dive into it. My takeaway is, is great stuff. I mean, we're seeing success at all three levels. It's not just, you know, women's freestyle or men's freestyle. Uh, two Greco medals is substantial. That's, that's solid, you know. Three women, three men's freestyle. That's really, really good. And, and I think our cadets are really strong. And 
I still don't know. We have a lot of. Listen, we had eight medals. Let me think about this. Don't hurt yourself. We lost a couple girls. Kayla's her last year of juniors. Uh, a lot of them are cadet eligible. A lot of them cadet eligible. But what I'm saying is, wait, it's it's. Or they'll be junior eligible for a while. Porter, Kayla, are gone. Every other medal comes back. Yeah. Well, there were only. Oh, for all three teams. All three styles. Giangelo or Tracy Hancock. Giangelo's back. Taylor Lamont was first year junior. That's right. Mark Hall has one more year. Sahid has one more year. Dayton has two more years. Spencer has two more years. Yo, that's real. Uh, yeah, I M mean that's Michaela and Heaton. They, they didn't medal, but that w they were they're cadets. Right, right. Maya's back. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. That's pretty good, right? It's really good. That's really good. Um, I, yeah, I mean you can't be anything but excited for for the progress and to see them. Do that, and I think, you know, th that's the that's the big carrot now to to make a junior or a cadet world team for these young wrestlers. So as long as that's like the big thing to win, it's not you know as great as Fargo is or as great as you know these other things are. When making world teams is the biggest thing, we're we're gonna see that. We're gonna see. And more of you that. know what I love too. Uh, Akron and junior trials, cadet and junior trials have become. A property. They have become a thing. Huge. They have become a, a thing for fans to watch in this country, for fans to pay attention to. They have become uh, a destination and a goal for the athletes to reach and the coaches to prepare their athletes for. It has taken on greater importance, and that's great. But if you come up empty at Worlds, that balloon pops a little bit. But what we've seen is... Our guys killed it at cadets last mm -hmm. year. Our guys yeah. did great at juniors two years ago, great at juniors this year. Cadet has a great team this year. And so it just reinforces. It reinforces like, look, I'm aiming for Akron. I'm aiming for junior trials. That's the thing I want to do. They're seeing Yanni Dakamahalis. They're seeing Mark Hall tweet about being in France. Yanni going to Tbilisi. They see David Carr with the muscle emoji. They're paying attention, and it is great for our youngsters. It is great for our development. Yeah, no doubt. So that starts. We got Ryan Holmes headed there tomorrow. Jeez, already? Just today. today. It's going to take me like I still ain't, I still ain't on – you're still on U.S. French, time. You're still on French time. I'm still on uh, S cargo. Yeah, my cargo 150 swiftly. Um, <laughs> you know, are you familiar? Man, we've been so serious this show. I know. Just, just, just gotta get just freaking heat. Big. Can we lighten it up a little well, bit? Well, I don't know. You lighten it up. We're, I just feel like we're in this mode where we're uh, two dogs on I'm a bone. Sad. So J Rob's got me sad, and U Dub's got me sad. Cadets is coming up. My, my. My fantasy team's fire, so that's good. We're just that's, angry. We're just angry and sad like Richard Emmel. Oh, poor Emmel. Poor Emmel. Boomer Sooner fan. Their football team lost. Oh, uh, listen, we were over there when that happened. Oh, uh, USA Wrestling's Richard Emmel. Big shot. Every, everybody text Emmel. Everybody <laughs> tweeted Emmel. It was sad. And then his phone broke, which he was probably, at that point, maybe happy about. He said that was a good thing. So yeah, it was it was he took some L's. 
he did take he, some L's. He did. That he happened. Took several L's. Personal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Let's not get in that. No. Emil, we love you though, bud. Big big heart from from me to you, Richard Emil. Um. So this team we're, we're we bonded. S- me and Emil bonded. We shared a room together. Somehow somehow Bader ended up. Bader shows up like. You know, five minutes before the tournament starts, he gets his own room. Me and Emil were on. We're, we're in a room with two beds the size of picnic tables. I mean, <laughs> sawhorses, right? <laughs> Three inches away from each other. It was uh, international travel, guys. Yeah, I've never done it. Travel. Listen, it's, it's going to happen sometime. I ain't trying to say, you know. I, people think, hey, yeah, we go to France. France is great. France is great. You know what happens? You know what? I'm sick of this country. I'm going. I'm going somewhere else. I'm moving somewhere, guys. Ain't nowhere America. There ain't nothing like America. It's Be like, glad that you're in a freaking America because yeah. it's so much greater than every other place on earth. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any argument there. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm a little weary of international travel. I know I don't want to go to. We're sending two people to Iran. I say, the World Cup is in Iran. Christian, you want to go? To, how about you go to Cadet Worlds? Nope, I refuse. <laughs> I, ain't go, I ain't going. That's the first time in the history of flow sports somebody said, "Nope, I nope, I ain't doing it." But uh, <laughs> I'm not going. He's a little scared of international travel. I'm not scared. Uh, I'm not scared. I'm just not doing. I'm just not doing it. I'm not. I got kids, man. I got. I got a wife and two kids. I'm not going into you know ISIS hotbeds. All right. That's, that's what. That's Fair what, enough. That's what Willie's for. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the bullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just, yeah, I just, I just, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so cadets, yes. Holmes is leaving. Holmes is leaving tomorrow. Mm. Gonna be with those. Gonna be with those cadets in Tbilisi. But you know, one reason I want, I really wanted to go. Um, one because I want to see our cadets. I want to be with our cadets. I want to see them kick some butt. Um, you want to warm them up. Yeah. Get RBY ready. Top out him out. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I, I, I love traveling. I love seeing these places. I love it, As frustrating as, as it is, I like seeing new culture. Uh, and I want to see – I want to be five feet away from RBY when he wins a world medal. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't go. They wouldn't let me go. They don't – the brass don't want me gone from the office that long. White collar Willie. Well, and there's a reason for that. White white it collar is. white collar Willie. First of all, he won't fly anything but first class private that's jet. He, the jet true. has to that's be chartered. The jet true. has to. Be, I didn't he, fly first class. He said, "All right, you can believe this, Ben." He said, "Okay." He said two options: charter charter the plane, okay, direct to to Belize. That's your that's your option one. Option two: I need I need a yacht, and I will yacht there. Okay, those were the two options Willie gave the flow brass, and. In this day and age, you know that's they, they weren't willing to go there. So no, Willie was none too pleased. No, they were all chomping at the bit for me to get back. Well, right, like it's like five minutes after Junior Worlds ended, I get emails. Okay, well, I guess you're done with Junior Worlds now. I'm going to need a seven-page report on page views for flow climbing. I mean, <laughs> relax, dude. <laughs> relax, yeah. dude. I didn't even shoot a reaction video yet. For poor, juniors, poor white collar Willie and all all your problems. But anyway, you played yourself. Um, this is your new job. That's what's up. So so again, Greco goes first. Real Woods, Jack Davis, looking for those guys. Brandon Whitman, Colton Schultz. Um, the, the cadet women have a strong team. I, 
Valeda Martinez, Macy Kilty, Ronna He, and Gracie Figueroa. I mean, middle of that lineup's nails. Really tough. Really and then tough. and then the boys, freestylers. Ooh. McHenry Heinzelman, his second trip there. Cashman, RBY, Vito, Yanni, the reigning world champion. David Carr is awesome. Travis Whitlake, who's just a hammer. Jacob Warner, who's a oh hammer. My gosh. Gable Stevenson, who's already a champ. That last three is like, those are some bruisers. Look, listen to the end of our lineup. Yanni, Carr, Whitlake, Warner, Stevenson. That is, that is absurd. That's violent. <laughs> yeah. And, and Arujao and RBY before yeah. those guys. This is how, we, uh, this is how we're going to close out our Just our, Yeah, our whole team is nails. Yeah. Just fire. God, I want to go there. <laughs> Shouldn't be so particular about travel. Hey, I booked a Delta flight. You'd be proud of me. Yeah, yeah. Finally, you're finally on Delta. Well, it's more about what was available to me, because flying out of Charlottesville, uh, the options weren't exactly plentiful. So yeah, I'm flying flying Delta. Uh, how many medals? How many three styles? How many medals? Um, I will go. Man, that's a tough weight. I will go one, two. There's ten weights. Buckle my shoe. One, two, three, four, five, six. At least eight. I'm, I'm taking the over. Yeah. Taking the over. Heck yes. I'm going to go nine medals. Nine? Mm-hmm. I could see that. I think the over-under is right around eight. I could see us going over. We get we get five or six men's freestyle alone. Uh, if there's uh, – it's, well, it's goofy, you know. You could lose on – you could lose to a really tough kid. Mark and, Hall and not, didn't place last And not year. get pulled in. Right. Well, right. that was juniors, but but same, you know, same. You know, you could lose thing. to a really tough kid and not get pulled back in. I, I don't know. I I don't see any way that the last bunch of our guys are not going to medal. Yeah. What? Travis Whitlake. I mean, I was at. Where's okay. Travis Whitlake? So I was at college. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Penn State probably. I don't oh, know. Um, Just put that out there. I don't know. What, yeah, I mean. He's gonna go to Penn State. Really? Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you tell me that before? I don't know. Is it never came up? Just never came up that an absolute monster is gonna go to Penn State. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna go. He's going to Penn State. Anyway, listen. RBY, Vito, Yanni, Carr, Whitlake, Warner, Stevenson. I was at Cadet Worlds last year, five feet away from the mat, and I'm telling you. The competition level, they're, they're as good as these guys. They're, they're as good as the medalists. Right. So I'm feeling very confident about the chance. Now, will all of them medal? Maybe not. I mean, the, the talent level there is really good. But these this group is really good. And then Virginia's own, Kurt McHenry. Yeah, don't back. count that them guys. I mean, Heinzelman, yeah, yeah. Those guys can go. Yeah. I mean, D'Amelio was fifth in the, D'Amelio was fifth in the world last year, and Cashman beat him. So right. that tells you where he's at. Puts him at a level. So that's starting Tuesday, 1 a.m. Central Time. So that'll be exciting to be up uh, at all I'm hours. looking forward to it. I'm a weirdo like that. Oh, I, I feel it. like I feel like when events are on the other side of the world and you have to wake up at like uh, 1 o'clock in the morning to watch them or 3 o'clock in the morning, I, it, it gets me a little bit more pumped up. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a little more – the isolation is a little more exciting. It's like, man, we're, there's not a lot of people watching. Well, yeah – yeah, that and two. The the beautiful thing is, 
nobody's going to be at HQ. Nobody's going to be here saying, Willie, what's the latest on Flow Rodeo? <laughs> uh, uh, hey, we have this meeting. We have a meeting here. Yeah. There's no meetings at 2 a.m. at We Flo have to HQ. talk. We have to. Hey, you didn't forget about that sales meeting for uh, that, uh, that meeting on sales for Q3 2017 initiatives. <laughs> Targets. Yeah. So we won't have any of those problems. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll be able to get out of here before anyone even shows up. People uh, just think Flow Wrestling's gone. No, I'm going to have to stay the whole time. Yeah. That's going to be terrible. That's going to be bad. You're going to be incorrigible. For, oh, radio on those days? Oh. Can you imagine? That's going to be bad. We're going to get in a first fist fight ever. And it's going to be a on, long time coming. It's going to be, on, be camera. on camera. On camera. At least it'll be captured. For it'll the be people. captured. We could put it on YouTube. It could be a viral sensation. A lot of people think we should do a wrestling match, but Willie will duck me. I'll, no I'll duck you. I'll probably shrug you. <laughs> I said probably myself. lace you. I set myself up. All right, that. Christian Pauls. Listen, you guys, get ready for Cadet Worlds. Watch with us the whole time, you hardcore wrestling fans, you. And if not. Because it's going to be awesome. Well, it, yes. If those of you who are, who are normal human beings uh, that have jobs love, that you have to go to sleep. I love how you scaled back to, like, you were going to be, like, so, like, all in on people. But but if you can't. Yeah. So you, you crazy kids that stay up all night and can stay up all night and watch with us, we're looking forward to watching with you and tweeting and being on point there. And those who have normal 9-to-5 jobs... We'll have the archives up for you, bud. We got you covered. We got you covered. All the matches. I, I personally will name and upload them myself and put them into uh, FileZilla for you so you can watch them. FileZilla. That's what it's you called. Just, you just drop FileZilla. Just drop FileZilla. <laughs> People uh, know the inner workings of Flow Wrestling. All right, guys. We love you. Free J-Rob. J-Rob, we love you. Seriously. Big shout to J-Rob. Thanks for all you've done for the sport. And uh, shoot, J-Rob ain't done yet. He ain't done. He ain't Keep done. fighting a good fight, J-Rob. Keep fighting. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Appreciate all the listening, both live and archived. And we'll be coming at you again next Tuesday. Tuesday. Come heck or high water.